Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on? I'm talking with D. Snyder, legendary vocalist of Twisted Sister. D. Snyder has a new album, his fifth full-length album, Leave a Scar, coming out July 30th via Napalm Records. How are you doing today, D? I'm doing great, Kevin. And really, I've done five solo records. I'm saying solo in quotations. But uh, this is the second album on the path of righteousness, the path of true metal, which is where D. Snyder should be, and I'm happy to be. It's it's kind of cool, man. So I've kind of seen this trajectory of of everything. So I'm a, I'm a frequent listener of the Josta podcast with Jamie Josta, and I remember when he brought up the idea of doing like a true like extreme heavy metal album with you, and I kind of just saw everything kind of just work through like bringing the idea and then having it germinate and then you know three years or uh, three years ago the album uh came out and and it was did so successful so is is that really how it worked like just yeah you know in in the mid-90s i had a bank called widowmaker and after the second album I felt like I had overstayed my welcome in the metal community. I was trying to grow. I was trying to change, but it wasn't really reacting or responding. And uh, plus, some people literally said, D, you're overstaying your welcome. (laughs) So time for you to go. And then that was the point where I I stopped writing music. Mm -hmm. I started working doing radio, TV movies, uh, voiceover, all these acting, all these other things, trying to find creative outlets for me. And when I did saw music, it was, you know, twisted, cover, you know, playing the old music. Mm-hmm. It was nothing new. Uh, and then three years ago, Jamie Josta on his podcast, like you said, mm-hmm. and those of you who were pod- or listeners to the Josta podcast, 
You know, you've seen the whole thing go play by play. Jasta challenges me to do a true metal record. I accept the challenge. And it goes from there. And um, a year or so later, for the love of metal, comes out and blows people's minds. Dee Snyder, in a new, you know, in a, returning to the forefront with contemporary sounding metal, and um, and I, the record went to the top of the Billboard charts. It was one of the number one metal records in the world for a while. And um, and then you know, at, when it came time for this record, this is the first time, Kevin, that I ever went back to the same producer. Yeah, because Jamie gets me and we were a great team and uh and and he understood what i what i wanted to do because i want i love contemporary metal i've stayed with the scene i just didn't know where i fit and jamie as he said to me on that show he says i know where you fit Mm. and he showed me and i'm so happy to be making new music and i mean honestly like you're in a a class you know, with Twisted Sister and all of your solo stuff, like you're in a class where you could just kind of rest on your laurels, play the hits and, you know, and there's nothing, you know, wrong with that. You could do that and you could make a, an awesome living. But the fact that you're going out there, you're putting yourself, you're being, uh, you're, you're putting yourself out there, man. And like, you know, just, just creating art and, and trying new things and, and, uh, you know, risking, you know, everything. You're right. Well, Kevin, Kevin, to your point, to your point, you know, um, so, you know, when I retired with Twist from Twisted Sister, the band retired in 2016, mm-hmm. I think it was, 2016, um, we were headlining major festivals. We did shows in front of 25, 50, 75, 90,000 people all around the world. I was king of the world. When I came back with a love of metal, I was way down on the bottom, (laughs) getting paid, getting paid squat and doing 45 minutes set. Like, you know, it was like, all right, hey, D. Snyder, welcome back. You're starting over now. I'm like, what? Last time I was here, I was like the king. And now I'm now I'm down here, one of the pawns trying to prove myself again. But you're right. I gave up guaranteed money, guaranteed glory to do something new that excited me. And that's really the key thing is that what I'm doing now, it energizes me, it fires me up. Uh, I'm so proud and excited about what's, what I'm, what I'm the music I'm making today. So what keeps you motivated, man? Because you, you're, you know, you're, you're a, a veteran in this game, but like I said, you know, you're continuing to do new things and challenge yourself. What keeps you motivated, man? Every time, I, every time I call Jamie Johnson, he goes, rock veteran yes. <laughs> or, or heavy metal general. He's always got to say stuff like that to me. Um, you know what? And that's, and this is really, well, first of all, I had quietly told all my people that I thought I was done recording and performing at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. I just felt, you know what? I'm going to walk away on a high note. The love of metal did really well. Yeah. And I've got so many other things. You know, I do radio, TV, movies. Mm-hmm. I'm directing. I just wrote my first novel. I've created a children's show, uh, animated show that Peacock is developing. I'm working on a horror television series. So I've got so many things I'm working on. I thought, you know, this is a good time to walk away. Yes. But then... 2020 happened, and uh, the world crapped the bed, as we like to say. And COVID hit, and the political upheaval, not just in the United States, it's going on all over the world, man. Oh, yeah. You know, all over the world, they're, they're, they've, they've got, oh, that's the Australian Trump, that's the English Trump, that's mm-hmm. the Brazilian Trump. They, go, they all call them, there are people 
figures like this, whether you love them or hate them, but it's not, it's, 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 it's something that's happening to the world. Mm-hmm. This change is happening. And I suddenly was on, found myself on, found myself on social media railing and, and, and going off and, um, you know, telling people they've got to stand up, push back, fight back, speak out. Don't let, don't let the minorities on the either extreme left or extreme right decide for you. Yeah. Have let your voice be heard. And someone said to me, the, we don't all have your platform or your voice. And that's when I realized this is my job. This is what I do. I've become this guy who speaks for the, uh, who is a voice for the voiceless. Yeah. And I called Jamie Johnson and said, I got to make a new record. And I said, at my point that I stopped writing in 95, mm-hmm. I, I co-wrote the songs on this record with Jamie and Charlie Belmore. Cause I said, I want to be a part of the writing process. I've got something I need to say. That's really cool to hear. And, and, and so that's probably what, you know, your last 17, 18 months, you know, during everything where, you know, no shows are happening or, you know, very sparse. Uh, has that been what you've been doing? So was that the main part of 2020 for you was making this out? It was one of the things, you okay. know, I, I looked at, I looked at, look, you, get, you know, the old saying, turning lemons into lemonade. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm a homebound. Mm-hmm. I can't perform, even though I wasn't planning on it. It's still, I, I couldn't do certain things. Yeah. But I said, you know, I, I always wanted to write a fictional novel. I knew what I wanted to write, and I did that. And I, I hate the children's programming that's out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you got any kids, but anybody with kids knows the songs on those shows make you want to shoot yourself. <laughs> you know, when you're riding in the minivan or whatever, and you got the kids in the back watching it on a loop. Oh my God! The, the Wiggles? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I wanted to create. I always wanted to create a show that was had cool music and that parents could enjoy with the kids. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to do with Monsters Rock. Um, I wanted to direct a movie, and I wrote another screenplay, and I had an idea for a, a horror TV series. So I just spent all that time in quarantine uh, creating. And then when I decided to do a record, then that got into that, you know, writing the music, creating the songs for this next record, for the Leave a Scar. Yeah. Dude, I got to say, you throwing all these cool, like, projects at me, I mean, you're well aware, and you don't need to hear this from me, but you have a really f-ing cool life. <laughs> you know what? It, you know, look, at, and I'm saying this to people out there, you know, I'm the voice of the voiceless. Yep. And, and I really feel like I am, but I also am here to tell you, I was a dork. I wasn't popular. Um, no one thought I was special in any way, and I was found myself literally being steered towards a civil service job. And, 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 and mind you, there's nothing wrong with a civil service job. My dad and my sister are civil service workers. My dad's a cop. Okay. And that's great if it's right for you. But I just found my, uh, that uh, people were telling me that I wasn't anything special and would never do anything special. Mm-hmm. And at some point around 16, I said, you know what? I'm not going to take it. (laughs) I'm not going to let these people, just because they don't see my value, just because they don't think I can, I'm not allowing them to to dictate or decide for me. And that's why I started pushing back. And, you know, I've shocked a lot of people in my lifetime, starting with my parents and uh, everybody else in the world, you know, because I'm not the the guy you'd expect Mm -hmm. to do all these things and have all the success. I've just refused to take no for an answer. And when someone says, 
do you want to do this? Do you want to be on Broadway? I never thought about being on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. And I got in there and I worked as hard as I could and I delivered in Rock of Ages for three months on Broadway. You know, something I never thought I would do. So people were all capable of a lot more. We just... People, others tend to sell us short. They don't want to see us do well. That's the truth. Because if we do better than them, they feel bad about themselves. You got to believe in yourself and take a chance. Dude, absolutely, man. Wise words from you and, 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 and these things, so many things you've done in the past and, and something that I love from, from you in the past is you made a movie called Strangeland. Now, I know you've answered it in the past, but I have to get the, you know, I have to do my journalistic duties and get this on record for the, for the listeners that love horror movies and stuff. Is, uh, is there still plans for a, for a Strangeland 2? What's the process or what's well, the, uh, actually, I thank, I thank you and everybody who continues to not only ask about it, want it. I do a lot of appearances at horror conventions yes. and people line up for pictures of signed pictures of Captain Howdy. Yes. Um, there's an there's a, there's a audience out there that loves my movie. Um, it has been one of the great frustrations of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been on and off now for over the past 20 years. First, it was stuck in a litigation for seven years. Then I've had uh, a number of production companies who wanted to make it. Right now, it's definitely on the off it's right now, but I've not given up. Yep. And to that end, I am directing my first movie, a new screenplay I wrote, a whole new powerful uh, direction for horror. Uh, it's called My Enemy's Enemy, and the producers of the ho- Halloween franchise are making it. And I'll be directing in the spring. Awesome. I'm hoping that once I do My Enemy's Enemy, that with the success of that project, I will be able to, you know, they're like, oh, we like what you're doing. Yep. What else you got? And I'll go, well, I've got Strangeland too, you sons of bitches. Yeah, you I've know, had I mean, for a while, you bastards. Yeah, I've been sitting on this for 20 years, for God's sake. So I'm really hoping to, because I can't seem to get through the front door, so I'm trying to backdoor it. I'm also doing that horror um, television series with the Halloween uh, producers as well. So I'm hoping when I show what I, my worth to them, um, they'll take me more seriously when I tell them I really want to do this Strangeland sequel. That's how that's how we do it, man. Us weird metalheads. We have to find a backdoor and we got to kick it in, and then yeah. once, once it's open, that's it. That's it, dude. Right, right. You're spot on, Kevin. People have a tendency to give up. They try one time, and they get no for an answer, and they get their feelings hurt and discouraged, and they walk away. No. Stay outside the front door, and then go around the back door. If you can't, that don't work. Break through one of the windows. you got to keep pushing. I was just telling my son, because he's a, a film director, and he, he's, he's making feature films now, but he's dealing with Hollywood, and Hollywood could be paying the ass. I said, son, your desire to succeed must exceed their desire to see you fail. Yes. And I, he said, who's they? I said, son, you know who they are. And he goes, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I said, the people out there, it, it's sadly more naysayers than people that will cheer you on. There's way more people that will tell you you can't or no mm-hmm. that will tell you, yes, you can. So you got to sometimes be your own cheer- best cheerleader. You know, you got to cheer yourself on. I'm creating the art. You know, you got to create the art, obviously put all your heart and focus into it. And then, you know, how, I, it's not done. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, don't, you know, maybe consider this like a little cheap way to do it, or like they're like, oh, I'm too cool to like promote my stuff. But that's hard work, and you got to do it, man. Right. You got to push your. 
You do, and also recognize that just because you do X does not mean you can do Y. Mm -hmm. Just because I was a rock star didn't mean I could write screenplays Mm -hmm. uh, and and books, but I've been working on the craft now for over 30 years, and I've gotten really good. So I'm selling things, and I'm getting things produced, but it didn't start like that. Um, I wanted to go into radio. Well, that's great. But you know what? My first show, uh, Sunday night metal show, probably a lot like yours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 10 to midnight, once a week. I get paid squat. Yeah. Uh, I did everything myself. I was the engineer. I was the host. I did the, the ads on Tuesdays. Max mm-hmm. Vanna was on Tuesdays. I, I did everything by myself because my agent said, you can't just walk into a six-figure radio gig. Yep. you got to do, learn to do radio. And now I've been doing radio 25 years. i got my syndicated show for 25 25- for uh, 25 years as well. Yeah, more than 25 years doing radio. And, um, you know, and I've done mornings, I've done nights, I've done satellite, and I'm a successful radio guy. But I had to learn the craft. So, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging everybody to, to take chances and try things. But, you know, you're not going to write of your, the, you're not going to write the novel of your life the first try out. You got to write a bunch of them until you get good at it. And just grind, man. That's that's the thing, dude. Is like I feel like heavy metal and like in the, in the underground and all this stuff. It's almost like a war of attrition. You just keep going, keep going, man. Just keep going. One hundred percent. And metal is metal is the music for that war. You know what I mean? It is it is inspirational. Um, there's a lot of frustration in life. Mm-hmm. It's the form of music that's proven. Uh, metalheads are proven to grow up to be better adjusted adults than non-metalheads. Yeah. And Psychology Today contacted me to ask me about that study. There was a study. I said, simple. I said, life is tough. And there are a lot of dark emotions. Yeah. There's anger, frustration, anxiety, depression, heartbreak, sorrow. It's, that's all in this life of ours. And I, and I love life. I think life is great. But the truth of life is that there's a lot of dark emotions. Where are you going to let them go? Metal lets you release those emotions, scream, shout, yell, sing, and then walk away smiling yeah. and feeling better because you got it out. We need to get it out. So if you're trying to grind at something, you're trying to achieve something, and you're feeling frustrated, go put on a damn metal album. Maybe you put on Leave a Scar and take some inspiration from Uncle D, okay? Absolutely. And uh, and just let it all out with some good, heavy rock and roll. So, you know, we talk about these days, these, these hard days, you know, whether, you know, you, you get turned down from something, something's happening in your life, your personal life, or anything. Just And, and it's not even hard to imagine a hard day during a pandemic. That's It's not too hard to imagine. So, um Imagine you're having one of these hard days. What's an album that you, D. Snyder, can go to and, and will always, you know, lift you up? Whether it be, you know, powerful or, you know, what's an album you can go to? You know what? I mean, I really love aggressive music. Mm-hmm. So, and um, and and my daughter. Uh, she's uh, all my kids are metalheads. Mm-hmm. My daughter, my youngest, she's 24 now. She is the most brutal. She loves everything. And one of the bands now, this band's been around for a while, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and you know, but uh, but they're one of the one of my favorite hardcore band, Death Before Dishonor. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Death Before Dishonor. I discovered them, you know, uh, a number of years ago, maybe 10 years ago now. I was working out in the gym, and my trainer used to put on hardcore and, and just a mix. And every now and then, a song would pop out. i go, who's that? he goes, go, Death Before Dishonor. And then some more songs playing, and then i go, who's that? he goes, Death Before Dishonor. And then suddenly I was like, i got to get 
So I'm a huge Death Before Dishonor fan. They are so aggressive, so hardcore. And again, you scream along with that, count me in. You sing with them, and, and, then, you, and then you're just empowered. You're empowered by their hardcore music. Dude, I I honestly would never have expected, and I'm a fan of Death Before Dishonor. Funny thing, I they were the last band that I saw before the pandemic really stuck. Uh, they were, and and Seattle was the first place where the pandemic really started in the United States. So I remember the singer; he was on stage, and he was just like, "Oh man, I feel like some weird it's in the air," and it probably was because like the next day, shows are shut down. But dude, the Death Before Dishonor, last band I saw before the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I missed them because uh, I got the hell out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. We saw the writing on the wall. It was mid March and uh, of 2020, mm -hmm. and Death Before Dishonor was coming to L.A. Yep. And my daughter calls me up and says, "Dad, Death Before Dishonor, let's go." You know, I'm a, we go to shows together, yep. and because she's so hardcore. And uh, and I said, "Honey, um, I don't know. If I told you, me and Mom are in Belize. We were, we left the country. Uh, and by the way." You know, they shut Belize down. We were quarantined. It was even stricter there. They had uh, they had curfews. They had military on the streets. Damn. People were being arrested for not uh, for not you know uh, quarantining. So they were really strict. But we just we were blessed with having a house on the beach. Yeah. Hey, I'm a rock star. And I said, you know, if I got to if I got to be quarantined, let's be quarantined on the Caribbean. So we went down there. But anyway, yeah, that was March. So it was right around. It was my birthday. We were going to go for my birthday right around then. They were on the West Coast. You're right damn dude so that's that's wild so you got to spend you know your the uh, a good part of the pandemic in the beginning there on the beach and what were you uh, did you come back to la uh midway pandemic or did you spend uh, yeah we came back we were down there for like four or five months oh cool and then we came back around august because yeah. you can only you know run away for so long uh, before you've got to like deal with yep. life issues, yep. um, and so we came back, and you know, and then, and and also, I'm starting to get into the the uh, recording process at yes. that point. Okay. And there's no recording studios of any of note in Belize, so I needed to start recording yeah. and all those things. And so you know, it was. But at the same time, I was down there, and that's where I was. I was doing the writing, and I wrote writing my book and yeah. creating those shows. I'm telling the screenplays. I was doing all that stuff uh, sitting on my back deck. So you know, the environment was nice, but I was you know, I was just sitting there and, and turning into a vegetable. I was putting the time to good use. That's awesome, man. So, uh, a true creative spending, uh, you know, most most people would just be drinking out on the beach, but you're actually creating. So, uh, much much love uh, to to anyone who's you you know goes out and, and likes to party. But you know, it's cool to see that you know you you can create even in you know uh, quote unquote um, vacation. But uh, yeah, well, that was a choice to you know it was a choice to say am I just going to use this? Is this going to be a dead year and, and that's not no pun intended there just you know when nothing happens or are we gonna do something you know we couldn't do certain things but we could do other things yeah. and i don't think i'm the only one i mean a lot of people you know cleaned out their photo albums and stuff yep, yep, <laughs> but, yep. uh, but uh but uh yeah i decided i wanted to to create some things that once we got out of this pandemic, you know, I'd be able to direct a movie i'd be able to uh work on this kids show with mm -hmm. peacock network and stuff like that so that's awesome, man. So, we, uh, you know, just I'm curious about one thing. So we're talking a lot about extreme metal. We're talking about, you know, hardcore death, but death before dishonor. You're celebrating the release uh, next week, actually, on the 30th of Leave a Scar out on Napalm Records. Um, but I'm curious, 
I know you're a well-rounded guy. What is something, what's a band, an artist, an album that you love that people might be surprised? Hmm. You mean, so not metal. Yeah. Something that's like not, not on that. <laughs> not, yeah. Not metal. Um, I, you know, I, I like, um, other, is there any other forms of music that I like? I like blues. Mm-hmm. I like, um, I like Motown. Yeah. I like stacks. I like R and B and fifties, uh, the doo wop stuff. Yeah. I love the fifties doo wop stuff. So you know, I really enjoy that stuff. Um, and you know, um, when I'm not listening to metal, uh, I'll put on some of that stuff. And you know, and that's to me, that stuff's like easy listening. Uh, even though I, I, as a rule, I'm not big much of a fan. Okay, but I'll tell you, what you really want to know is like something really dirty, really, real guilty pleasure. Okay. Song, guilty pleasure song, Dancing Queen, Ava. Okay? Hey. <laughs> I, I don't know how I like Ava, but that's damn song. The chord structure is so awesome. <laughs> I, I said, oh my God, I can't, I, I got to admit, I like Dancing Queen by Ava. Hey man, there's some people who agree with you because Ghost did covers of uh, Ava. They did an EP where they did all Ava covers, so... Oh, well, you know what? Well, I, well, they're from the Scandinavia, exactly. those guys. So that's right in their backyard. Uh, yeah, and then I just heard a uh, a cover uh, by the singer of, of Ghost, who I know is a fan of mine. Mm-hmm. Very funny. When I first met them. They came to a horror convention, and they don't talk. And they wanted to came over, yeah. fully dressed up, and they wanted to take a picture with me. And they came in all somber and silent, and they stood next to me, and we're, and we're posing a picture. And then I hear very quietly whispered, without moving his mouth the singer goes big fan big fan <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and i looked at him i said yeah i kind of figured so uh but he's he's very he's a big twisted fan he said that that really um changed his life but that's cool uh look at before i go yep one of the great songs on my new record before i go by the way mm-hmm. leave a score leave a score available on the 30th yes. there's all kinds of bundles pre-orders can be done now of all kinds you can wake up and have it in your itunes on the 30th you can also get vinyl and wood box sets with patches and everything go to martyrstore.net go to napalm records you'll find it go online you'll find these places but uh, one other thing on July 29th, the night before it comes out, I am doing a live stream event. Okay, playing new music in front of, and plus some twisted classics in front of a thousand vaccinated, tested people, shoulder to shoulder. A real concert, real energy, and I haven't done a show in almost two years. Yeah. So, uh, and I know people have been chomping at the bit to rock again, as the song goes. So, uh, check it out. You go to um, metaldepartment.tv. Metaldepartment.tv. It'll be a link there. But if you just, I'm sure if you just go to Google search D. Mm-hmm. Snyder live stream, you'll find it. Uh, and, and it'll be, if you miss it on the 29th, it will be repeating uh, for a couple of weeks afterwards, so you can check it out then. But uh, you know, if you got to rock, if you're like Dean, you got to rock again. Check out my my live stream event on on July 29th. That's awesome, man. I, I have one last question for you. The album's called Leave a Scar. Can you pick a scar on your body quickly and tell us the story of how you got it, Dean? Sure. Um, I've got a scar on my face uh, that 
um, that was the only time if you've ever seen a picture of me with a beard, it was around the Desperado days. Mm-hmm. I had to because I had uh, I had to have I had a uh, I was in a speedboat accident. Oh wow! And the windshield blew out. Uh, into my face, and I and and I got covered with small scars from the shattered wind, windshield. You would think that it would have been. I tried to sue the company. You would think it would have been like a a plexiglass windshield. Yeah. It was one of those windshields like they have on a car. Jesus, I had no idea. And um, I got I really cut badly. I had to have like plastic surgery, uh, and uh, had this big scar on my face. I had to have a beard for a while because I couldn't shave because yeah. of these stitches. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's that is a score right there. Absolutely, man. So again, thank you so much for for your time, D. Snyder. The new album, Leave a Scar, coming out July thirtieth. You can pre-save it on all the streaming things. You can pre-order a copy and check out his live streaming event on July 29th. And what was that website? One more time. MetalDepartment.tv. Awesome, D. Snyder. Thank you so much, man. Take care, Kevin. Great talking to you. You too, man. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.